if you can uh, do something on your own or, or create an identity for yourself, that would be great. I mean, rather than just following the the mob. You're about to enter the Akyong Podcast. Akyong Podcast. India's first and very own architecture podcast, where you'll hear the insights, experiences, and journeys from India's leading architects. No matter what your skill level is, together, we'll build on our knowledge and share architecture's greatest stories ever told. Now, here's your host, Manish Paul Simon. Hey guys, welcome back to yet another episode of the Akyan podcast. Today we have with us an architect from Bangalore. He's a computational designer, he's a dynamo expert, and he's the principal architect and founder of Testing Waters Architecture Studio. This is architect Vikram Subaya. Let me give you a brief on Vikram to give you some context. So he completed his Bachelor of Architecture from BMS College of Engineering in 2001. I think they're called now as BMS School of Architecture. He's worked in the industry for more than 18 years and he's played many a role right from being an architect to a project manager and eventually as a computational BIM design consultant. He now runs his own firm Testing Waters based in Bangalore and he's done numerous projects and he's always exploring new techniques and methodologies to construct and innovate with computational design. I personally follow a lot of his work especially on Dynamo forums he's an active member and he's always creating new stuff creating some amazing new scripts all on his own and leveraging the internet to push the boundaries of design using computation if you want to check out his work you can follow him on twitter and he's also got a website for his firm which is testingwaters.net and in this episode you learn Vikram's journey in architecture how he found his firm called testing waters his experience working in the industry for over 18 years more on dynamo computational design networking with a lot of people online and leveraging the internet advice for young architects and students and loads loads more so for more on the episode and podcast show notes head to akyan.com/32 and also do follow us on instagram we go by the handle of akyan and also do support us on patreon we've released two courses on patreon which hopefully is going to benefit you guys so it's a sketchup course and it will take you right from designing a kitchen and then rendering it out using vray next so pretty useful and it could possibly take your rendering skills to the next level with that said this is testing waters with vikram subaya he starts off by sharing more about his firm and his role as a principal architect at testing waters let's go my firm basically is just me currently it used to be a lot more people but uh, right now it's me exploring computational design and trying to see what uh, where i can implement that in a regular practice as much as possible so that it doesn't seem something fancy and i experiment a lot and i see how to utilize compli- computational methods basically and approaches to in a regular design practice basically that's what i'm uh, exploring right at present I've done a lot of other things in the past but right now this is my focus. Okay so uh, when I tried computational right it was very difficult to uh, realize that on site. So how successful have you been like using Dynamo and uh, maybe also implementing some parametric stuff on site and all that? Hasn't been difficult actually. I mean basically if you look at it from uh, the fabricator's point of view or the the person who got to actually implement your designer uh, design Look at it from their point of view and actually 
simplify the fabrication and the realization part then it doesn't matter whether it's computational or manual or whatever okay and as long as it's within the budget and it doesn't necessarily a computational design doesn't necessarily have to be fancy or expensive it's just the approach okay so this is just a different way of thinking it's the design process not necessarily the product okay okay so it should not be difficult in fact you will have to find ways to actually implement uh, a computational approach rather than saying okay if you want to market saying you're doing something computational and uh, try to sell that then that's a different thing but if it's just inherent and if you're just doing it as part of your design process there's nothing to sell really okay, okay so you can just do it all right i actually have two questions to that first is uh, like could you tell us more about any projects that uh, actually has some sort of you know computation or however you've implemented and the second is since you are a one man army right it's very difficult to i don't know from my perspective i find it difficult to create scripts without collab you know talking to someone or maybe getting more ideas from other people so how do you do it on your own okay my collaborations been mostly the internet's been a big thing for me okay okay so people have reached out to me from across the world and asked me to help them out on different things students across the world reach out to me and ask me to help them out on different things and on the forums on the dynamo forums and things like that i have uh, kind of i've used that as my learning ground in some ways i mean because it's it's a good when you're not in a large office environment where where there are multiple challenges and things like that this gave me a good opportunity to try different things provide solutions to different people and i learned a lot that way so that was my collaboration so that was by my extended office really nice or my studio okay so it was good it's it's good it's still going that way okay and uh, any projects that generally what type of projects is it that you work on right now i it's mostly residential right now okay uh but maybe the initial uh i mean even i probably started thinking that anything computational or organic or, i mean i used i also uh, kind of initially associated computational design with fluid forms organic structures and this and that i no longer do so though so to do something like that at a large scale yes i did need a large client and things like that which i did i did for some industries and things like that but eventually i look uh, at any design as a potential i mean I, I, any design has potential for a computational approach right now yeah okay so it's mostly residences right now and i i do very few projects maybe about two or three a year okay i mean nothing more than that and sometimes even fewer if i don't feel like and i'm very choosy the client has to interest me the client has to challenge me otherwise i'm not interested okay so that's how it is but how do you sustain yourself uh, that's uh, i think that's why i'm a one man show right now okay, okay? it allows me to uh, sustain myself and the money seems to come i don't know how i mean but just happens okay but it works i mean i either make a lot of money right on right. nothing right okay so it's it's like that and i've learned to live with that right so you also into teaching also right teaching is something very recent i mean it's been less than a year i never thought i had the patience or the aptitude to teach really i mean uh, 
but I'm enjoying it right now. And it, you teach uh, computational design. and uh, Yes. I'm uh, teaching at Impact School of Architecture. They've got this uh, uh, digital architecture master's program. Right, right. So it's been very fulfilling and good fun. All right. In terms of perspective from India, right, we're still stuck in that traditional uh, AutoCAD uh, SketchUp. So do you feel that there would be a more larger transition to computation and BIM? Hopefully, yeah, BIM is already slowly starting uh, to come into the picture, but computational also. See, I don't know about the India thing. I wouldn't really say that we are not catching up or anything. I mean, there are, it's done in pockets here and there. I mean, yeah. some people are doing a good job, but in lots of cases, people who also, who already probably done a lot of BIM get back to CAD or uh, things like that simply because they don't have people to help them out with uh, BIM. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a logistical problem. You should probably start training people. Uh, Architects should not be using CAD. I mean, I don't see how you can still be thinking in 2D and doing stuff. You should be thinking 3D. And we should do this uh, with students and not look at BIM as something that's fancy or something because that's how architects should be thinking in the first place. Okay, so uh, when people say that uh, you should first learn CAD and then BIM, it does not make any sense to me. I don't even see why you need the CAD bit. Okay, so... It will happen and uh, it's already happening. And I think it's uh, like what uh, here in India itself, we've been, uh, I mean, I've been using Revit with other companies since what, 2004 or uh, yeah, I was exposed to Revit in 2002 and uh, 2004 onwards, we've been using Revit. So it's not like people haven't been using it. Okay. But how difficult is the learning curve uh, transitioning from... I keep saying that Revit is very easy to learn, maybe difficult to master, but uh, initially it is very easy. So I don't see why people don't pick it up. You get stuck when uh, you can't do something and then you give up. I mean, you you abandon the approach. Now that's a problem. Okay. Okay. And uh, the second thing is it shouldn't be about the software as such. I mean, now we're talking a lot about specific softwares, Yeah. but um, this is something I would discourage. Uh, I think we need to talk about a concept basically rather than a specific software. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it shouldn't be about uh, Revit or Archicad or generative design, a generative components or something like that. It should probably be about uh, the approach and the concept rather than the tool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and SketchUp is something I've never really used. So sorry, I've not even mentioned SketchUp. So it's not something that uh, I know much about. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Could you tell us about how you transitioned into the space? Maybe a brief background about yourself and where you did your schooling and and how you transitioned to where you are now. Um, okay. So how I got into this, um, I'd, I'd like to think I always want to get into architecture. Okay. And... Uh, but then when I really got into BMS, this was in late 96, early 97. Okay. I don't think that is what, I mean, when you start architecture, uh, I mean, BRC and things like that, it is not what you think it is when you actually, you, you think about something else, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But for me, I just found that that is exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, uh, I can't think of, I can't think of myself having done anything else other than mm-hmm. this right now. Okay. So 
and my college experience was exceptional i mean i really enjoyed my five years in bms and i and just continued i mean i've not nothing's really changed for me in the last 20 20 25 years uh, it's been the same i mean maybe my enthusiasm would have dropped only for a period of a year or two somewhere in between and that's only uh, when i got bored with what this i was doing no not not during the course i'm talking about oh, after right, the right. course okay. during the course okay i wasn't a very academic person it was mostly student activities and things like that i mean okay. so nasa and all that but we still did a lot of uh, the basic stuff that was required but college was good faculty was good everything it was a good experience for me i mean we were friends there. i mean the students faculty everybody we interacted well it was nice nice why did you not pursue masters could you tell us why okay i'm a hypocrite here now i do not believe if you want to design if you want to practice that you need specializing especially uh, formal specialization uh i think if you really want to do something you will do it even right. the biac that i've done i think the only purpose it's really served is that it's uh, kept me focused on this uh, on this field otherwise i would probably just gone around exploring something else personally i do not believe in studying further okay i don't think it, i i if i if you want to practice i don't see why anything should stop you and uh, why not having a certain qualifications should stop you if you want to do something you will do it okay i'm a hypocrite because i'm right now training people at a masters program so <laughs> uh it's probably uh not the right thing to say yeah i think even i can relate to that but there are some specializations right like on computation but then now again even since we have the internet uh, you don't need anything i mean i don't see I, even the programs that i see i don't the few that i've uh, looked at that have been forced to look at really i mean in the recent past i don't find anything great about them i don't see what i mean what you why you couldn't do that yourself internet is a great leveler i don't see there is so much information that you get yeah. okay and if you really want to pursue something you can yeah you don't need to do uh, this formalizing uh, a certain approach and things that just seems wrong to me i mean because there's so many ways i mean here you push a certain direction and then everybody follows that if you're on your own and you have some time or you give yourself time rather we'll explore a lot more Mm. and you'll go in various directions and you you wouldn't go you wouldn't follow a script i mean you wouldn't follow the the path that's dictated by somebody else mm. okay so you can you can do a lot and there's a lot more there's a lot more than what is kind of touted to be the path or something like that which is marketed as the future and things like that. a lot more there's a lot of other approaches that you can take and explore but we'll have to see whether it works or not we'll have to take risks basically Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want to jump into uh, so okay, you got into Dynamo and all that, but it makes makes it more efficient if you do some scripting on Python as well, right? Manish Python is something that I have no clue about. Okay. Okay. Not no clue about, it's something I've dabbled. When I say no clue about, I mean I don't know these things as well as certain other things. Okay. okay. So what now uh, things like Dynamo and things those are they've got a visual interface mm. right and it makes it easier for uh non programmers to really get into it mm. so it's a visual programming interface and maybe uh it makes it more relatable to to visual people like designers and things like to uh, 
kind of put things together and create workflows it's actually maybe adequate for most design tasks uh now scripting what uh, like say if you're doing uh, if you if you get into scripting basically you're doing it to you can do a lot more with scripting and i think i know where you're coming from because you've probably seen some lots of scripts that i've thrown yeah. around okay now none of that is python it is something called uh, design script mm. okay and uh, that is basically the language of dynamo okay i found design script to be very intuitive for designers okay i mean python is not meant is is not it doesn't cater to designers and things like that mm. design script i thought with its geometry and things that inbuilt is something that is good for designers and uh, it's something that i pursued and uh, pushed i can i've taken it quite far okay so it's uh, but there are very few people in the world who are doing that so uh you probably wouldn't find too much uh information on okay how to really push design script to its limits okay okay but there's a lot of uh, i mean it's got huge potential okay it's something that we can i mean i think i've i've got bored with that too now and i'm looking mm-hmm. at something more so okay so what are you in, into like machine learning and all that machine learning basically artificial intelligence in general uh, is uh is something that uh I'm not really a fan of as an architect. Hmm. Uh because I it's probably got potential it will probably create has a space in design but as an egoistic architect I would not like to accept that a machine can actually uh generate what I can probably create. Hmm. Okay. And uh, it probably never will because uh, because the uh, uh, my understanding of machine learning is it looks at this huge sample set or database exactly and kind of uh, extracts patterns from that yeah. and builds something now as an architect i want to think that i'm going to build something original or design something original so i would not want even if it's a false uh, notion i would not want to think that what i've created is something that's already done i mean mm. i'm trying to do something i'm trying to be yeah. original okay so if you're trying to tell me that anything that i ever do is already done and i'm just uh, uh, it's just a variation of a certain pattern i wouldn't want to believe it even if it's true okay but uh, in what way can an architect be original because for example the probability of you making an apartment already exists somewhere around the world because so many buildings and there's so much of data right so in what way can you be uh, i mean there is architects who are different but the chances of them overlapping is increasing even more so now right i think that's the challenge no i mean uh, which is where we probably need to figure out uh, like say, say if you're looking at spatial design or something i'm looking at uh, seeing how we can do it computationally there will always be some uh, parts of design which uh, could be which would probably be repetitive or which has been done before and especially if you say like in our context if you're looking at a residential uh, residence and uh, everybody wants vastu i mean there's very little exactly. uh, variation that you would ha- i mean but you c- still can no it's not like we're not uh, designing uh, it's yeah. not like we're using the same designs all over the place yeah. huh? you still have a fixed template but then you still uh, you still improvise you still do a lot you do you do contribute okay so it's possible so there will be something that uh, uh, probably machine learning or ai would could get us 
but there will still be a lot for us to do hmm. okay so it doesn't have to be like they'll just take over or something hmm. or, or, or the machines are going to take over or something like that. we will have stuff to do and we will actually have to do that it's not we don't have to feel insecure about it i mean i've had uh, i mean people have uh, very soon that project that i said that we can't really talk about hmm. much i mean it's something where i managed to threaten i mean i think uh, multiple people or multiple teams felt threatened that their jobs would be lost simply because they saw the progress I was making. So basically people feel threatened right now. I mean, uh, but I guess uh, we don't need to because even if computation or uh, technology takes over some space, it only helps us go further. I mean, we'll probably do something better. Hmm, okay. Exactly. So yeah. I look at that even uh, from the way, even for us as uh, people, I feel that if if we share what we know only then we pick up new skills hmm. if we start thinking that we know uh, we know so much and we have to keep it to ourselves yeah i don't think we'll grow no, it, but that's what the biggest firms do right yeah, because it's more valuable uh, to keep no, it that, to themselves that's okay i mean that's uh, that's probably uh, they need to from a commercial point of view maybe maybe hmm. it makes business sense but if you stop thinking uh, as a capitalist maybe it, it works better mm -hmm. okay so but everyone to their own i mean they uh, every, let people do what they want to right i mean mm -hmm. those who want to share share those who don't want to they keep it to themselves their choice do you feel that uh, entry level work right like how the interns come and join firms and the stuff what they do yeah uh, to a certain extent do you think that would be replaced by uh or scripts or, uh, no. or algorithms. Well, okay, by the way, I don't know what interns do. When I, when I have interns, I don't make them do any intern work. Okay. Everybody does any normal work. The thing is, I don't... Uh, uh, like, for example, dimensioning or space or see to get the, the working drawings out or something along those okay. lines. Uh, this is where... Uh, now, how, how do you think I'm able to... Uh, I'm a one-man uh, practice, I said, hmm. right? So what does that mean? I do you the dimensioning. Do, yeah. I do everything. Yeah. Okay. But you really think I, it bothers me much? No. Why? Because I spent all my time designing mm. and I've created my, uh, building information model mm. and the dimensioning and all is a very minor task for me. It's not really that big. I'm not creating drawings as such. I'm designing all the time and, uh, throwing out the drawings mm. as required. So the, the documentation or the drafting part is a very small part of my uh, process. Right. Okay, so I don't fret over that. And no, I don't need... Because the scale of your project also is uh, sort of less, right? No, mm. even, uh, even if... Uh, the, now, we spoke about the money bit some time back. Now, I have done uh, a work for firms uh, outside. I mean, a rabbit mm. work to make the quick money, which mm. you make enough money to sustain you for a year or something sometimes. Okay. Okay. So there the scale of projects is large Okay. and I'm the only one who can do it and nice. I've done it in pretty quickly. So no big deal. Okay. Okay. Scale doesn't matter after. And then if competition comes into the picture, then scale matters even less because yeah, exactly. if you come up with, uh, if you, if you program something and you program a structure, then whether it's uh, small scale or large scale, it doesn't matter. Scale like to me is, uh, Hype. I don't care about scale because uh, to me, if I can think of something small, mm. I should be able to scale it up quickly. Especially if I, if I continue with the kind of computational thinking that I'm thinking uh, that the computational approach that I'm pursuing right now, scale is something that does not bother me too much.
because uh, once that structure is important if you can identify the structure and uh, yeah but i get what you're saying i'm talking very in a very abstract manner and uh, it's practical large projects with uh, construction documents and things that is something I, i'm not thinking about right now i'm more interested in, in the design process rather right. than the documentation or the deliverables right now okay cool could you tell us about bim in india what is the stage right now and where it's headed no clue manish i don't care okay i mean uh, i i basically think that each one of us just have to uh, play our part okay and as long as we are doing uh, making our contribution uh, if it all leads to something bigger great i mean i, I really don't know what people are doing or why they are not doing stuff uh, i can and also i uh, it doesn't have to be bim it can be something else so let's see if if people are pursuing a certain uh, if uh, people or firms are pursuing a certain path mm. and if that leads them to something else other than bim or something uh, better let it be i mean let's see what that leads to i mean but if you are just following stuff and not making an attempt to uh, improve then sounds uh, stagnant mm. but if people are pursuing a certain path and it leads to something bigger than bim great isn't it so let's see the right. bim doesn't have to be the only thing all right you're a guy with the an expertise which is sought after right uh, your level of knowledge and i don't know i don't know if it's sought after i mean i i i don't i don't know how to market myself or i don't market myself uh, but people still reach out to me i don't know how they do and uh, i don't think it's uh, it's a very niche kind of uh, hmm. uh, there uh, it's only a little uh, there are individuals from few firms around the world who reach out to me hmm. but it's not like people don't generally seek such information or don't really there are i mean uh, there are and i usually put up my price big time okay okay so i don't uh, it's very difficult for people to agree to what uh, i ask for and so it doesn't always work it gives me my time so i and my space and uh, do you plan to scale up in the coming few no, years no, no no i'm happy scaling down <laughs> i've been very happy scaling down okay. i i mean peace of mind is all that i need and as long as uh, i have my my space and time to actually pursue what i think kind of if i if i can forward my vision of what i want to do that's enough i don't think i have any intentions of scaling up anymore hmm. i think that was something that i thought of when i was uh, when i started and did to some extent i mean i i was like by the time i'm 30 i should have my practice i should have this and that and all that hmm. i no longer care for that but why do you think that happened uh, because people these days are always thinking about going big and making a lot i don't i don't i mean because uh, again uh, i don't know whether i've said this uh, to you yet but i consider myself to be very selfish and i've got a very na- uh, narrow agenda maybe i mean it's just about what can i do for myself okay i mean as long yeah, as i am satisfied satisfaction self satisfaction i'm not really yeah. worried about uh, anything else this is something that um, again a very selfish thing which i tell people i mean uh, when my mom asked me i mean why aren't you making uh, i mean why, why aren't you yeah. making money and this and that i mean that that That's like a normal everybody else all of us get yeah so you know what my self- selfish response has been i mean it's something i've, I've uh, i said quite some time ago i told her that look you've uh, sacrificed your uh, working life you've uh, to bring us up and things like that okay 
you worked for somebody else. I mean, you've done all this work and you've kind of got as a house and food, shelter and all that is not something that I don't need to worry about seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's taken care of. Okay. So now if I'm going to pursue similar things, just scale it up and say, I want more money, more things and this and that, and don't do anything else. I'd probably be letting her down as was my uh, justification. Now, since she's, uh, my, my parents have got me to a certain level and I've got, I, I can afford the luxury of doing what I want. I should mm. rather than just accumulate something that I don't really need uh, anymore. I can maybe luxury uh, for luxury. I probably need a lot more money and things like that. But otherwise for my basic requirements are taken care of. So I don't really need to worry about it. And uh, I need, I feel I need to do something more mm. and not just uh, take care of my basic necessities. So I can afford to kind of do that. So I'm doing it. Uh, all right, Vikram, uh, coming towards the end, uh, what advice would you give to uh, young architects and architecture students coming out? I'm still a student, Manish. So how can I give advice to others? I really, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, again, I don't think I, I'm really equipped to advise because uh, everybody needs to take their own path. Uh, I don't think they should, I mean, I'm living in my time and space basically, and I'm doing things of, uh, I, I'm not really concerned with anybody else. So I think everybody does the same. So it depends on their priorities, depends on their circumstances and things like that. So I don't think any of us can impose our ideas on somebody else. Okay. And, and I don't think we should. So let, I mean, if somebody wants to uh, kind of have a certain kind of practice where they're not really worried about the creative aspect of it, they're more interested in the, in the commercials and the efficiency of construction and things like that. So be it. I mean, mm. that is also something that needs to be done. So there are different people who do, uh, with different interests and different inclinations. I think each one uh, has to follow their own path. And to me, I, uh, it would be unfair for me to look down upon somebody who's not doing things the way I would like to, uh, to, uh, to do it. Mm. Okay. So my priorities are different and uh, everybody's priorities are different. Everybody's uh, circumstances are different. There's no place for me to really advise. I would, the only thing I would probably say is, Try not to just uh, be a follower. I mean, if you can uh, do something on your own or, or create an identity for yourself, that would be great. I mean, rather than just following the, the mob. I mean, that would be nice. I mean, if you can start doing that, it would be nice rather than just following trends. Yeah. Okay. That, uh, it would be good. You, you won't always succeed. I mean, you will fail. I mean, uh, among the hundred things that you might do, maybe only uh, 10% or, or if you're lucky, maybe all hundred will succeed. I, you, you can never say, but not everything necessarily needs to succeed. And uh, or succeed also, again, the, the word success to me itself is something that's very subjective. To me, I don't, uh, like say, I, I participated in one, uh, 10 competitions. Now, I probably don't win anything. But the very same entries, if I send it to another competition, I seem to uh, to win. Uh, mm. Okay, so it's just a, uh, relative. It's very relative, and also depends on somebody else's point of view. So it's not. Uh, let's not be judged by other people. Let's judge ourselves. Basically, if you think we've done a good job, we've done a good job. Okay, so if uh, if you're happy doing what we want to do, I think that's all we need. I don't see why uh, we really need to look for acceptance uh, from society or from others as long as we are happy yeah okay so that would be good if we can do something that but everybody has to do their own stuff i mean if uh, if making money is 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 your priority traveling is your priority and if you can uh, you do what you need to 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 kind of uh, achieve that that's it 
but depends on what what you want to do all right uh, let's jump quickly to the quick fire round and uh, i'll just ask you some brief questions then you could give us some brief answers how would you describe your architectural style i i don't think i've got a style i think i've tried uh, uh i've done things now that i in the beginning of my career i had sworn i would not do mm-hmm. okay uh, a certain style uh, which i said there's no way i would do something like that i'm doing it now and i see the merit and i see a lot of good in that too and i see myself pushing myself uh, uh i try stuff I, i i you won't find uh, anything consistent in in uh, mm. what i do so it, uh maybe maybe uh, inherently uh, the because of my education or whatever is uh, introduced to uh, initially you'll probably find it you know, find my style more contemporary i mean I, i think that's what comes to me very naturally which is mm. why i don't i try not to do much of it because i can do it with my eyes closed uh, so I do, it it doesn't really uh is it's not much fun anymore i mean to do mm-hmm. something anything that happens easily is no fun for me mm. okay so i have to, i i need to be challenged i don't like it when a client just gives me an empty sli- uh, i mean a uh, free hand and just accepts what i, I give them mm. i mean it's it's no fun i i like clients who really challenge me who push me who say this is not good enough i need something more only then it's nice otherwise it gets boring okay so uh and in the process i i if uh, i look at what a client wants and uh based on uh, their requirements i i nowadays kind of uh, change my style i mean i probably do what was required but vastu is like the backbone right no way no way <laughs> okay no no not at all i mean uh, uh, I, i as i've always done and i think lots of people do that uh vastu is a challenge is, is a challenge that's all i mean hmm. again if the client really my first project uh, uh when i was really stubborn uh the client uh, uh, the the guy who came to me i mean uh his name was adarsh uh he uh, it was a renovation project and uh, and he got to know that okay this guy is i think he he knew that i'm one some weirdo he told me that uh he he came and told me that no vastu required nothing okay. and that's how we built the house okay so that was my first project and i still really like the project when was this uh, this is probably in 2004 okay so yeah 2004 i think 2005 yeah okay okay so something like that okay so and ever since i don't know whether not all projects that i've done are uh, vastu compliant okay okay so no It's not There something some I like uh, projects of yours which was more curvilinear and all that right so how difficult was it to build uh, oh that was also kind of early in my career uh, uh th- those are things that i had to get out of my system i mean very early and uh, mm. uh it was a challenge i mean in fact uh, the execution didn't really come out so well i mean because mm. uh, it was it's difficult to uh, for people who just doing scientific uh, the curved roof basically is something that uh, they tried to convince me not to have the curved roof and things like that. and i was like no this is what this has to be done this mm-hmm. that's it we found the right contractors and all no that. that's that's the problem i had uh, i think three contractors in that project okay okay so uh, there are trouble there is trouble you can have a, i mean execution is something not, that's not really something that i get done very well actually i not always uh, managed to pull off some of the more difficult things that i designed but mm. i ensure that i do it i mean it may not look very refined and things like that but i'll get it done mm. 
mm. somehow. Yeah, so, and that is actually, the, that's all thanks to com- computers again. I mean, because... Mm. It's it's very computational. The, the yeah, I think you've done some fabrication uh, where you had like every panel to have a different. Yes, that was actually a recent uh, job. That yeah. was actually something that uh, that uh, whatever was done there, it wasn't. Uh, I don't know which one you're talking about. There's something gate like, or something. Right? Okay, the, yeah. that was that was actually not only the gate. That was actually you have these security grills that people have all yeah, over yeah. the place. Uh, so this one, I integrated the security grill with the gate and kind of. So it's actually both. Okay. Okay. So I just concealed it without making it too obvious. That's it. So I didn't want to have these window grills and things like that. So created this entire, uh, this flowing kind of structure for that. Uh, I, the fabricator did uh, try to tell me a lot of time. I mean, it was, I was uh, lucky to find uh, a contractor and a fabricator who agreed to do it in the first place. You must have become a big fan of yours. Right? <laughs> Not uh, really. In fact, they're probably cursing me more than uh, <laughs> praising me right now. I mean, because okay. it, it's not easy to get these things done with a local fabricator. Yeah, yeah. But you can. I mean, uh, which is uh, which should be our uh, our job uh, really. Instead, if I go and tell the the client that I'm going to do this fancy uh, what doubly cur- uh, double curved kind mm-hmm. of uh, structure and this and that, and those people are going to ask me, okay. Is it going to work? Is it going to, I mean, how much is it going to cost? That's mm-hmm. all they are really worried about. They are not worried about whether you've done computation, mm. computationally or whether yeah, you've just exactly, yeah. uh, done it manually. So, uh, but the contractor is, uh, needs to know how, how to build it. That's mm. all. Okay. So it, it was a good experience. I mean, I had to st- uh, I, uh, spend a lot of time on site. Okay. But, uh, and on the software as well. No, no on the software easy. Okay. On the software, once you get competent with softwares, it, uh, it it's actually a very, uh, it's very logic. It, it's actually, uh, uh, it's your de- design thinking, basically. Mm. It's a concept that you're trying to put into your software. You still think about, okay, at this point, I need so much clearance at this, I need so much space here. And this is where, and so you set those constraints and you create, uh, in this case, that the space that we're uh, talking about. Uh, it's basically driven by constraints and clearances and things like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it all comes together and then you figure out how to uh, build it. That's mm-hmm. it. It has to serve a purpose. It's, there's an acronym that I came up with some, some time ago. This is while I was first experimenting with uh, computational design, but I generated a, a design completely based on co- uh, with, with code and things like that I call it fear mm-hmm. for everything, a reason. Okay. okay. So that is something that, uh, I try to push as much as possible. Mm. Okay. So I try to see, uh, ensure that, uh, for anything I create, there is some logic behind it. It's not just done to look fancy and things like that. I've done that too in the past, but right now I wouldn't want to. All right. so that's it. Where do you get your inspiration from? Or are you inspired by any architect or someone you look up to? Again, no, none. I mean, uh, uh, I, in fact, I'm probably very weak with, uh, my general knowledge when it comes to what's happening on the architecture scene. I have not much of an idea of what's happening around. I don't know much about contemporary or any other, uh, another architects. Uh, I really don't know what's happening in the, in the world. If you ask me, I live in my own bubble. <laughs> All right. What does a daily routine in your life uh, look like? Right now it's mostly, I mean, I, I'm spent, uh, I think four days a week goes teaching. Otherwise, uh, again, I'm a boring person, Manish. There's nothing much really that I do. It's mostly, I, I think I spend most of my time trying to learn something or the other. I'm, 
and when I have projects that keeps me busy for a short period of time and then site visits and things like that. Uh, but the, the design process is such, uh, I mean, there are some projects that I probably spend a year or more, uh, probably just designing mm. and people, if they wait for me, great. If they don't, bad luck. <laughs> uh, and, uh, in those, uh, during those times also, it's not like, I like to be lazy. It's only when I'm lazy that I really, uh, have the time to think or rethink what, uh, what I'm doing. Some bad advice. <laughs> and no, you have to be lazy. You have to be lazy. Okay. If you're not giving yourself time and you're, you're, you're uh, kept busy all the time, I don't see how, how you're going to, okay. When I say lazy, I don't know in a, in a positive way. I mean, you need time to be, for contemplation and uh, you need to be relaxed. I mean, you have to, uh, if you're always doing something, you're not going to, uh, give yourself any scope for course yeah. correction or, uh, rethink your approach. Uh, I am a selfish, lazy person. Yeah. But the most creative people also the lazy, most lazy ones. I, I don't know. As, that. as I said, research. I have no idea about what, how <laughs> people work, but I think it's nice to be lazy. All right. All right. Great. And, uh, what's the best way our listeners could get in touch with you in case, uh, they want to like collaborate or maybe work on some projects or maybe create some dynamo scripts. I think I'm open. I mean, I'm, I'm there on Twitter. I'm there on, uh, I, uh, I think most people get in touch with me. Uh, my phone, uh, my number is there on my website. So I think lots of people uh, get in touch with me that way. Twitter is where I think uh, most people connect with me uh, when it comes to something to do with Dynamo and things like that. But email also works. Lots of people have sent emails too. But then I'm a snob mostly. So I don't know whether I really encourage people. Okay. I mean, uh, not really a snob. I mean, but uh, most, in most cases, and most of the people who get to reach out to you are from overseas, right? Yes. I mean, uh, unfortunately, very few from India. Okay. Very few. I mean, in the last year or something, there have been two or three people who have reached out and asked for uh, certain things. Some very large companies too, but uh, lots of them I found to be very unprofessional. I do not, uh, like, uh, like when it comes to uh, regular projects, the things that come easy to me, mm. I'm very bad with coding fees and things like that. I do, wouldn't mind working for free for things that mm -hmm. uh, I don't really like to attach a value to what comes naturally to me. But you're investing your time as well, right? Yes. I don't look at it that way though. Okay. I mean, it's for my pleasure. Okay, I mean, okay. so I don't really look at it. It depends on the project and the... Yes. But when it comes to computational design and uh, when it comes to something where I have actually invested a lot of time, I do, uh, I mean, if somebody approaches me commercially, I sound very, very pompous. Okay. Mm. And I don't care uh, what, uh, I mean, how they take it. I mm. don't really try to quote to win a project or, or win a deal mm -hmm. or something like that. I just think that this is my value and I just quote something. But has there be any project which is too complex for you to handle? That is when it's challenging. I mean, uh, every project. So uh, you've taken up pretty much whatever came your way. As in like, even if it was too complex as well. Uh, from a computational point of view? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I mean, the, the biggest uh, uh, job that I've taken so far is something that people thought can't, uh, wasn't possible. And I, when I first took it up, said that I don't know whether it'll succeed. Okay. I'll give it a shot, but I think I succeeded. Nice. But they stopped me when they okay. saw me succeeding. So can't do much about it. All right. Okay. So yes, I mean, uh, doable. Yes, there are lots. In fact, uh, I, I keep doing that. I mean, I do that quite regularly. In fact, uh, there's this guy uh, from uh, in Australia, basically who actually worked with me. I mean, first he's, he got in touch with me uh, to, uh, he, uh, he had, he used to run this website called steelselect.com. Uh, and, uh, he first approached me 
long ago, I think in the early 2000s itself, I mean, uh, to create Revit families for imparameter mm. Revit families and things like that. I used to do a lot of, I was very involved in Revit. I used to be uh, very competent at it. I, I was on the board of directors of Soggy India and things like that. Nice. And uh, uh, which no longer exists. <laughs> and that guy eventually, uh, uh, when Dynamo came into the picture, and I started doing stuff. He asked me if I can do uh, create some script for him where you can automatically create ridges and valleys and things like that and all that. Mm. Uh, and model, he had these roofing profiles for steel mm. roofing. So can you, so that was a challenging job that came out quite well. So lots of things, lots, actually lots, is, uh, lots of things I've done and it's been good fun. But right now I want to see if I can go further. I'm already bored with this actually. Must be getting a lot of uh, lucrative job offers, right? Every now and then. I don't know. I mean, uh, on on my uh, job uh, profile, I have said my expected salary is 100 lakhs plus, And I okay. still get a few every now and then. Oh, yeah. So, uh, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's nice to uh, behave pompously when nothing comes your way. All right. You said you keep learning all the time when you're a student, right? So, you said that, yeah, Dynamo Forum is something which you... Uh, I've not been uh, that active on the Dynamo Forums for, uh, I think, quite a while now. I but mean, what are the other resources that you use or something, uh, the websites which you used to learn? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. I don't, I don't refer to anything, uh, Manish, that way. I mean, basically what, see, even uh, Dynamo, I mean, uh, I, I don't know how I, uh, how or why I do these things. Uh, even when Revit came into the picture, uh, I decided that... Uh, when I first saw it, it somehow struck me as being very good because, and this is, I was exposed to Revit during that very idealistic phase where mm. uh, I thought it was the greatest, greatest architect in the world and uh, I, and this and that. Mm. Okay. Uh, and it still impressed me. I mean, I was like, I can, I can still design what I want with this software. I mean, uh, it, my, the software is not going to restrict uh, my creativity was the impression it gave me. Mm. And uh, I had... Uh, decided that when I start my practice, I am going to start it using this software. I'm not going to, I, I've never used AutoCAD or anything else in my practice. Mm. Okay. So it is only when I bought a Revit license is when I established my firm. I mean, mm. and I quit the last firm that I was, that I ever worked with. And uh, think, it was quite expensive though, right? That was the it was, but I've made, I've made, uh, okay. I mean, not now, but I have, uh, managed to make, uh, money at those times. Now I, I don't seem to, I mean, I don't, I don't, it's a problem. I don't know how I am. I'm, I think my poor parents have to worry about that, but otherwise, uh, it works out. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks Vikram. I think that was a very honest uh, conversation, which a uh, lot, many people try to be. But thanks for being honest and sharing your thoughts and uh, what you've done so far in architecture and the computational design space. I hope to have you in the future as well. Maybe we could talk specifically on one project which you've like. Seriously? I mean, I, uh, if you ask me, I mean, uh, uh, in the, uh, among the, the projects that I've probably done, the one that I'm probably most uh, proud of might be the, the one which involves zero computation. Okay. Okay. But it was something that I built myself. So I was kind of proud, but it stood for only a month. Okay, so what is this? Uh, this was an earth bag uh, structure. Oh, okay. okay. So I kind of, uh, it was good fun because it's something that involved a lot of physical activity and things like that. And it was 
I built it almost single handedly. Uh, oh, nice. So it was good. Uh, it was a good experience. I mean, and that was done quite. Uh, while I was doing that, is when I got uh, a call uh, asking me whether I would. I, I was standing in this. Uh, I was standing atop the, the, this wall that I was building, ramming these earth bags, and I got a call from some guy in Germany, and and, and I answered his questions. Uh, on Dynamo, and then I get another call sometime a few days later, asking if I'll come back to Bangalore to kind of work on this nice computational project. Okay. So it's my world is a mix of everything. This was not in Bangalore. Uh, this this was not in Bangalore. Okay. I mean, this was done court basically. Okay. So I was just uh, working on something that I, I was doing it for myself. So it kind of, it, it uh, you could take those risks. Nice. So it didn't really matter. Uh, other than my reputation, nothing else was hurt. <laughs> so in the, the fact that the thing fell down. You've been listening to the Ak Young Podcast. We're still building the community. Please share this knowledge with someone you know who could benefit. Just send them to akyoung.com where you'll find our free newsletter and for more podcast episodes. Search for the show on any major podcasting platform. Don't forget to subscribe where you're listening right now. And if you liked it, leave a rating or review.